is a bit of surprising news from the other side of the Atlantic. AFC Richmond announced the hiring of their new manager, one Theodore Ted Lasso. Of course, recently it was Coach Lasso leading the Division II Wichita State Shockers to their first ever national title in American football. He took the Shockers from a garbage program all the way to the promised land in his very first season as head coach. But for a lot of us, that's not how Ted Lasso found his way into our hearts, certainly not into our living rooms. For me, it'll always be Ted celebrating a moment of joy with his team in a way that you really have to see to understand. And then even when you see it, I don't necessarily know that understanding is, is what we're doing. Right on, Ted. Do your thing, man. And good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Go America. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hello and welcome to the SSEU podcast, the internet's premier transatlantic podcast dedicated to poop, counting and pop culture. On this week's episode, we have another special guest. Ming, is it the third time you're on or second time? I believe it's the third. I think it's the third, too. Uh, Ming, Ming is on the podcast. We are today going to talk about, I have questions about Christianity, so we're going to get to that later. I also have two video clips I want to play. We are going to be talking about pizza toppings, glasses, and primarily, we are going to be talking about Apple TV's so far greatest show, not that I have seen any others, Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, Chris, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, and Thomas pointed out, uh, we're going to talk about glasses. Can we just talk about them now? Um, I am wearing glasses. This is, this is my second day of wearing glasses. Uh, I, You're uh, one of Thomas, us now. Yeah. Uh, where do you think I got them, Thomas? Uh, uh, Costco. That is correct. Wait, t- Costco has like, they have an optom- op- optometrist, optician's office, whatever you call those. Uh, yeah, they do. So I, I not only got my exam there i also ordered my glasses through there and and they came in yesterday yeah i I realize i do a lot of reading for my job and i realized recently i feel kind of dumb for being slow on the uptake that uh i was kind of struggling to focus on words i don't know how long this has been going on uh but i'm kind of stubborn and stuck in gear and and uh so i was like maybe i should get a eye exam and so so here i am uh do i look smarter Sure. Uh, Ming, how long... That was kind of an awkward pause. Uh, (laughs) uh, Our guest this week, of Uh, course... No, no, no. Listener, listen. I look smarter. I know you can't see me, but I look smarter. Our guest this week is Ming, who is on the podcast for the third time. Uh, He lives out in California, where there are wildfires. Can can you see the wildfires okay with your glasses, Ming? (laughs) Well, my vision is, uh, uh, time has taken a hit on my vision, but um, I never actually, uh, there have been wildfires in the past that I've seen, uh, the the hills that surround me uh, were on fire, I think, uh, three years ago. But uh, this year, uh, fortunately, none got close. The air quality got really bad, though, Um, I think, uh, and the AQI index, which I don't really know how to interpret the al-qaeda index what (laughs) aqi yes yes al-qaeda and the al-qaeda is that air quality Uh, index is that what that stands for i believe i believe that's what i believe that's what it stands for there's a number there's a number and uh 
uh, uh, once it gets into the hundreds and the two hundreds, uh, it's it's really bad. It's very poor. So that it's like, like golf. Big, you, you don't want a high score, is what you're saying. You don't you don't want a high score. And there were at least um, there were mornings where you would wake up and the sky would be red, and that uh, that meme that that got is that around. bad? Is that bad? Red uh, sky. It's generally not good, and that yeah, that means they say that red sky around. at light at night, sailors delight. What? Okay. Is sailors delight? Is that a is that is that a euphemism? Red sky at mean- night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. Uh, it's, it's it's a weather oh. thing. Like red sky, okay. red at oh. night is good, but yeah, red at noon not good. <laughs> red yeah. in the morning, not good. Uh, uh, yeah. So so I just I just pulled up my uh, app my weather app on my Apple iPhone. Uh, Fifty-six is the number here in in Sioux Falls right now. What 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 is it yeah. uh, in LA where you are, man? Look it up. Um, Go buy well, an iPhone. <laughs> and the, the, the a, other day it was down to twenty. It was down to twenty-six. So uh, it it was oh. it, uh, it it's gotten it's gotten it's improved significantly from Ming, where it was. Question: You you mentioned that the hills surrounding you were on fire a couple of years ago. Uh, with the the recent burning of the of like the brush and stuff, is it possible for there to be wildfire there? Or does that mean you're safe for a while? Cause I mean, I'm used to forest fires and it's like, if a forest burns, it's not going to reburn for a while. Like young forests don't really burn that much. It's old growth. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, it, I think it would be safe. Um, and, I, and I think in my local area, they, they ma- they perhaps manage the, the forests around them a little bit better, but, uh, I, I, of that, I, I I don't know. Uh, it's been it may well, the true test will probably be in about ten years, or 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 whenever yeah. whenever the so, next one comes. Okay, so Ming, you you brag a lot about your great weather, how it never really gets all that hot. However, uh, along with the fires a couple of weeks ago, it was like a hundred and five degrees, and um, in addition to that, your governor was rolling brownouts throughout the state. So, so I mean, I remember seeing celebrities tweeting about, you know, suffering without air conditioning in hundred degree heat. Uh, how, how all that gone? Is, is it cooled off? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, hundred degree weather, it does happen around here. Uh, historically it's only been like one week, one week out of the year where that happens. Um, and maybe, and maybe it, it, it's, it hangs around in the, in the eighties and nineties for maybe two weeks after that. But in ge- in general, there's uh, never never in su- proper summer, but in Indian summer, and around September, um, late August, September uh, is when you when you see it, and that's what happened. That's what happened this year. Uh, they it does seem to be getting hotter during these time periods, and it tends to extend even longer. Where it used to literally used to just be one or two days, but it seems to be like a week, a solid week now. When it's a hundred degrees, do you still bike home with gro- with a, a trailer full of groceries from Costco. I I did not this year. Uh, I have I have in the past in hundred. Uh, uh, does your does your microwave popcorn pop on the way home when you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, question. Sure. Indian summer is that problematic? I it, it very well could be. Uh, uh, but for the Ming last has been thirty canceled. years. But for the last thirty years, that's what I've heard. I've heard I, even even in San Francisco, that's what they called it. So I, I I just I just googled it and looked it up on my phone because I've never I've never heard of the uh, air quality index. I don't I don't think it's a thing that we really report here because so I don't know whether Europe, it's so, so yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I either it's so good that we don't care or it's just so bad that they don't actually want to tell a few us few moose herd particulates up there. <laughs> 
Well, so AccuWeather.com say that the air quality here is 20 right now. So I, I assume that's good. But you said that it's like when it gets to 100 and 200, it's bad. Yeah. That seems like a, a big <laughs> difference. Question, is the scale logarithmic, like I, decibels? That I, that I, that I do not know. Um, I, I do know when it hits like 140, it's like unhealthy. 240, it's like uh, very unhealthy. <laughs> very unhealthy. Okay. 240 but, but, is Blade Runner. Yeah, pretty <laughs> but, much. But you're down, in the, you're down in the LA area, and the fires have mostly been near San Francisco, right? I think, I think there have been some, even, even in Southern California. It's been throughout the entire state, I think, but uh, enough, enough so that you could smell it and you could, you could feel its effects. Certainly, certainly, yeah, my air quality in this area uh, got really bad. Um, so, yeah, I know my, room, my roommates were, um, yeah, very, very sick and, uh, in, in at least one occasion. So... Enough so that I had to turn on the turn on the ice maker to make ice for them. So yeah. Chris mentioned uh, forests uh, earlier, and uh, I just so uh, ha- Thomas, how have you been? Well, this has been a great week for me. I have been out in the forest uh, for two main reasons. One is that I finally got a d- delivery of three thousand plants. Uh, that I'm going to put down into the ground in the forest, and they're going to grow into magnificent, beautiful trees. Do you have to plant those one by one by hand, or is there a machine for that? Is it uh, no, it's all manual. So <laughs> you get. So you get. Are so you, you get, digging three thousand holes? No, no. So the the, okay. the or, All right. So back up a little bit. Uh, I had a machine go through uh, the area where I'm going to plant. Uh, it's a machine that you can just you put it behind a, sort of a tractor or whatever, and it will go through and like plow. I guess the dirt. And sure. make like holes where you can then take this this pipe that you put down on the ground, you push on it with your foot, uh, and then you push an, uh, another lever and it sort of digs a hole. You drop the plant inside a pipe and it goes in the ground. So you do that 3,000 times, yes. Okay. That sounds like a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a good thing that the, the Swedish government will allow you to keep half of your income Oh, it's <laughs> in, in 40 years when you get to sell this slumber. So usually, what would you call it? Like lumber companies or like really large landowners, what they do on their lands is that they will hire uh, high school students over summer. And it would be like their summer job is that they go around and put down plants and they will make some, like, it's boring as hell. Like it might, it's one of the most boring things I can possibly imagine yeah, if doing. If you're alone, but it, like if you're, I could see it being fun if you're there with your high school friends, just like yeah, guessing and, and, and I mean, dropping they, trees in the ground. They get to make some money. The other yeah. method is to just uh, ship in some Poles and Romanians and they will do it for a quick buck. So uh, either way. <laughs> so you're, you're doing the labor of a high school student or a, or a or pole. A, I am thing. currently doing the job Swedes won't do. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> and, th- th- and for this, you left America. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other exciting thing that happened this week, Ryan and Chris asked me about it for an afterglow that I'm going to post here in a couple of days, where uh, if we had gone in a moose yet, and the answer then was no, but I didn't want to say no, uh, the answer now is yes. And oh. uh, it's very exciting. Uh, so yesterday we spent... Did you, did, did you make it in the moose book? Uh, no, it was my hunting buddy that shot it. Okay, uh, so, so his name's in the moose book? Yeah, his name is in the moose book. 
And I, uh, uh, we got to spend the entire afternoon butchering the moose, uh, which was fun. It was 10 years since I did it last. Uh, also from this moose, I, I got to take the tongue, the liver, and the heart. And I'm very excited about that. So you just kind of roast those and eat them? Two main ways of cooking them. Uh, you can either, or that we cook them, you can either fry them, no, fry them, smoke them, okay. or, or boil them. Uh, but when you boil them, like when you, when you boil, boil the tongue. Meat? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of food, uh, transition. Uh-oh. I have a quiz for Thomas uh, because I think Ming would get it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that wouldn't be think, any fun. I think he'd get 100% on this. Uh, but uh, I Googled uh, some strange foods that we eat. Of course, we know that Ming is the food pioneer. He was the guy who said, hey, I'm going to make an ice cream burrito and add powdered cheese. And bananas. <laughs> and bananas. Uh, wait, what, are, what are the other crazy concoctions you kind of shared right. with so, us? So, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, bef- before the quiz, so, uh, uh, Ming, I just, I just want you to answer yes or no to my suggestions here. And uh, yes means you would put it on a pizza. No means you wouldn't put it on a pizza, Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, context, just, con- context matters, but I mean, I'll, I'll probably, well, hey, you'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So potential pizza toppings. Uh-huh. Salmon. Oh, uh, I could see that. I could, I can, I, I think, I think I've probably done it. Um, uh, when you go to Japan, they put everything on it. So, yeah. Okay. Olives. Oh yeah, definitely. I already have that. Yeah. Pineapple. Yeah, definitely done that. Bananas. Oh, on a, again, <laughs> context matters. I would not normally do it. Uh, it wasn't terrible when I did do it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm, when you become a Twitter and you become sort of an honorary <laughs> millennial, an honorary millennial, you, you kind of live for the laws, uh, the L-O-Z. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of are contrarian. When somebody tells you this sickens them, it's like, okay. I mean, if, when, if you can gather that it really doesn't, isn't really going to kill them when you do it, you, you put it out online. And in our group, it, it's, it's funny. It's funny <laughs> when you do that. Uh, next item, uh, big in Germany, I think, canned tuna. Hmm. So, so you're just sharing things that, that other countries put on. This, these yes. aren't novel toppings. Okay. okay. No. Um, I mean – it it would it would depend on the preparation. I mean, if you're if you're going to try and cook it with it, it's it's a little too juicy and it'll probably soak the uh, soak the pizza and make it inedible. But, it, but if it's you pre-cook that, it in some way, maybe that or, well, or add it add, do as as an add-on add-on later, slather it on it like peanut butter or something like that. I suppose it could work. And I'm I'm a guy I'm a I come from a generation once removed. Uh, that was starving and uh, after World War II and after 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 the war, and the stories that my father told told me about you know the hunger the hunger that is that he went through personally and having to basically eat survive on rice and soy sauce um, kind of tempers kind of tempers it tempers things and so if it's something that's nutritious that's not going to kill me uh that i don't ter- have to terribly gag over it's not i'm, I'm uh, willing to give it a try i'm sorry i lost you there ming is this a yes or a no <laughs> yeah <Can laughs> yes, tuna. i i i i could very well see myself doing okay, that right. i mean can can salmon i mean yes why not can okay tuna, why two not? more two more anchovies i've done it yeah 
Okay. Mashed my potato. <laughs> I don't remember which country that is, but I saw that apparently it is a pizza topping. That's kind of weird because it's, uh, the, the, I mean, I, short answer, yes. I mean, I, okay. I, 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 would, I would not find anything offensive about that. But it's just I've like, actually had it and it was surprisingly good. There was a, like okay. a brewery that, that put mashed potatoes on and, and, you know, there are people that are like, oh, it's actually good. I tried it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a crime, but whatever. Would you well, have I'm it not, again? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely there, there, have it again. Yeah, there are, there are crimes. There are crimes where it just seemingly is odd, and then there's you know, will it in your head? You kind of are able to figure out. Like, yeah, is that going to make it disgusting? It's like, well, no. Okay, well, let's try it. All right, That's Chris. Okay, so this quiz uh, is for Thomas, and uh, if, if Ming can can weigh in after Thomas uh, if, okay. if he wants. Um, and I uh, also, so what I'm going to do is is I'm going to share. Uh, 10 questions of, of either a food that's bizarre and real or is bizarre and I made it up. But um, it's Thomas's job to guess whether this is a real food that people eat or something uh, found in my twisted imagination. Do you understand? It's pretty simple. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Food number one. This food is called chitterlings. Chitterlings, usually referred to as chitlins, are traditional southern food made up of the small intestines of a pig that are boiled or stewed and sometimes even battered and fried. They're often topped with apple cider vinegar and hot sauce and served with such food as collard greens and fried chicken. They originated during the 18th and 19th century when institutional slavery existed. Slave owners would feed this dish to their slaves as to not have to share the better cuts of the pig. If you ever plan on making them yourself, beware they can be quite stinky when they are cooking. Uh, what kind what do you of think, real or fake? What kind of intestines did you say? Pig intestines. And you said the U.S. South. Mm-hmm. Yes, true, real. What do you think, Ming? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that. Have you had them? I have not. I have not. They're usually the, called chitlins, though. But yep, yeah. chitlins. The chitterlings or chitlins. Yep, that is a real thing. Very good, I, Thomas. I've had. Um, I'm pretty sure I've had pig intestines at a Chinese restaurant once, and I don't I don't know like what they season it with or whatever, but it I, I could not eat it. I tasted it <laughs> and I, I I couldn't. I can't even begin to picture the texture. Ugh. I got I got to no. take you to I got to take you to dim sum one of these days. <laughs> Bing loves to troll us with the with the food, so. <laughs> Was it a dim sum or was it a buffet that you went to where you had the chicken feet? It's typically at, at uh, yeah, it's typically at dim sum, but uh, okay. uh, the buffet, and I was joking when I said, because there's only been one that I've ever seen that on. It's just usually it's, it's, it's a bit of a delicacy. And, but if you do see it, it's like, oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so but gross. yeah, it's, I think I just wrote about it is that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. It tastes decent. It's gross when you're eating it because you're sucking the skin off of su- sucking the skin off the foot and you're kind of separating it from it's the It's gross when you're balls. eating it. Yeah. Uh, is the whole is is the description of eating something. Yeah, so it's only it's, gross when you have it in your mouth. It's, 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 again, it's, satis- it's satisfying when you, you know, you, you get nourishment that way. You, Question number 2. <laughs> Question number 2. Fermented fish heads. This Alaskan dish is also known as stink heads 
which doesn't make it sound any more appetizing. It's a traditional dish of the Yupik people in southwest Alaska and traditionally made out of the heads of king salmon. The heads are buried underground in special fermentation pits. They are left there to rot a few weeks. Then they are removed, ready to be consumed. I'm sure you can now guess why the word stink is used. Unfortunately, Alaska has been suffering from an ever-growing increase in botulism, and these fish heads are a big reason why. <laughs> An increase in real botulism. botulism. That's usually something that 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 happens when you purchase a can that's been dented, right? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Isn't botulism something that comes with canned food? I have no idea what that is. Is it a disease? It's a poison. It's a poison. Uh, oh. a, a biological poison. They they said like a teaspoon could kill a city or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, all right. So you real said, or so, fake? So the head, the head of the you can. Stinky fermented head of a salmon. The head of the salmon. It's uh, it's 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 true. It sounds plausible. I will go with true. You say true, Ming. What do you say? Well, my my grandfather would always eat fish heads, though he wouldn't bury them, <laughs> and for or for or ferment them. Uh, always tried to get me to eat the eye, uh, trying to gross me out. Now, then, then, then you want to be grossed out? Try try eating a fish eye. <laughs> Um, no, sure, thank I'll say, you. I'll say, I'll say, I've never heard of it. I'll say this one true. as well is real. Yeah. So, okay. so I mean, my other thing is, uh, would you try it, Ming? Would you try this fish head, fermented fish head? Well, given that death is possibly involved, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to think, I'd have to think long and hard about it. I, I wouldn't rule it out. So, so yeah. the, the the whole like possible death isn't isn't uh, intriguing at all. Like, so you're uh, you would be one well, of those people. You know, I mean, if some guy if some guy comes up to me, oh, you know, I'm going to dig up these fishes. <laughs> you want to eat some with me? <laughs> or so, you so go to a if, restaurant that's you know got a reputation. Because in Japan, like don't they serve the the is it blowfish or puffer fish that? That like if Something it's not like prepared just yep. right, it'll mm-hmm. kill you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what tends to happen there is I think the the chef eats a piece along with you, and just to you know <laughs> show you show you yeah. that it's well. I mean, that I think that good. that's also a situation where if, if you're just offered it on the street, you should probably <laughs> say no. Yeah, I think so. I got some street blowfish, pufferfish, puffer <laughs> cheap. <laughs> it's not one of those things you buy at a discount. Guys, like, t- take my word for it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, you you know, I'm how sure these, it's fine. Uh, these uh, what are they called? The the vans that drive around and serve food. Food trucks. Like, oh, food food trucks. trucks. Yeah. Food yeah. trucks. You you know, like a pufferfish blowfish food <laughs> truck. I would be skeptical. You're not, you're not going to do that. No. Gas station pufferfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His his preparation as he's cutting. <laughs> As the truck is moving, <laughs> no. Or you got no. some teenager in the back hacking away at the puffer fish. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the Ukrainians in Poles. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, so. food number three: Watergate salad. This is definitely not your typical healthy salad. In fact, it is served as dessert, also referred to as pistachio delight, shut the gate salad, green goop green fluff or green stuff this green colored dish is popular in the upper midwest especially for the holidays it is comprised of pistachio instant pudding crushed pineapple chopped walnuts cool whip and mini marshmallows originally in the mid 80s Kraft put a recipe of it on its jello pistachio flavored pudding box called pistachio pineapple delight which was the same recipe as watergate salad minus the marshmallows Soon people began referring to it as Watergate salad and the marshmallows were added. No one really knows how the name came about, but it's stuck ever since. Thomas, real 
or fake? Do you want me to read the ingredients again? Yes, please. Pistachio uh, instant pudding, yeah. crushed pineapple, chopped walnuts, Cool Whip, and mini marshmallows. Upper Midwest, you say? They the youpers eat a lot of strange things. Um, like like pasties, which are spelled the same as pasties. Ming, do you like pasties? I don't think I've ever had them. Oh, what? Quite uh, I will. I will go with true. What do you think, Ming? Is this true? Watergate salad. When you described it, I was thinking of like the green Jello that used to have, that I used to get at school that had all sorts of um, coleslaw or well, not coleslaw but cabbage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. in, in, the jello? In, in the jello in the jello see it's suspended there so but it's jello so yeah, yeah i eat that <laughs> uh, pro- pro- probably where my palate uh, fully developed but um i i mean i don't find anything terribly offensive about this so sure why not well you're number one you're insane this is terribly offensive but it is also real <laughs> number four ambrosia what? salad uh, yeah, uh, hang on. this is also this is another thing I wouldn't eat. But the reason I wouldn't eat this is that it would send me to the ER immediately because I'm allergic to pistachio. Go oh, on, okay. next question. That's right. I I did sprinkle some on your pillow just so I could save your life. So you <laughs> owed me a, a life debt when I <laughs> stabbed you with the uh, what do you call it? EpiPen or whatever. EpiPen, yeah. Yeah. So. Now that I admit that, you still owe me a life debt. Thomas. <laughs> no, this is void now. I anyway, did save your life. Am, Even if not, I was the cause, I, I still saved your life. I am not coming to Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. This, <laughs> this is not happening now. Uh, go on. Next. Am, number four, ambrosia salad. Um, so ambrosia, you may or may not know, is 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 a technical term. Uh, this is the food and drink that Greek gods would eat. Um, and uh, were a mere mortal to consume it, uh, oftentimes it would conf- confer uh, longevity or immortality um, to, to a, a mere mortal. So ambrosia salad is the prettier cousin of the Watergate salad. It contains pineapple, mandarin oranges, marshmallows, coconut, sour cream, and whipped cream. Depending on personal taste, maraschino cherries and or pecans can be mixed in. In the South, ambrosia salad is considered a traditional Easter and Christmas dessert. Considered a variation of fruit salad, I think this version is a lot less healthy. It almost sounds and looks like something your five-year-old would make if you gave them full access to the kitchen. Real or fake? I'll read the ingredients one more time. Pineapple, mandarin oranges, whipped cream. Uh, and also may include maraschino cherries, pecans, or pecans, depending on where you live. Uh, yeah. What was that? It. This. I. I want this to be true. This sounds delicious. Uh, yes, I'd eat this. What do you think, Ming? I mean, I've heard, I've heard of ambrosia salad, and I, so I know I know it does exist. But the yeah, the, the sour cream and various other things. Now. On for the laws, I would eat this. But <laughs> is this particular one? Well, you got popu- It's popular yeah. in the South, Ming. They eat anything. Well, that's true. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I, it's, I real. it's real. That's right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Number and, five. And it's actually it's cold ambrosia salad. Yep. It's it's a real okay. Yeah. yeah. Number five. Uh, chowden. What? Chowden. This is a Louisiana dish. Okay. Also known as, a.k.a. Southern Louisiana Ponce. It's a Cajun sausage that is made in the stomach of a pig. 
It is smoked and then cooked in a Dutch oven and smothered in something called Holy Trinity gravy. A roux combined with onions, bell peppers, celery, and water, broth, or wine. It's served in slices over rice. Sliced, it looks like large pieces of sausage. Whole, it looks like a stomach sitting right on your plate. What do you think? Real or fake? Uh, where did you say this is from? Louisiana. But there was no seafood in this. Nope. No. This isn't a real thing. If it is, it's called something else. Fake. Okay. What, what do you think, Ming? Real or fake? I would tend to agree with that. It's just it sounds a bit elaborate and something PETA would have, would be protesting. <laughs> so, but would you would you eat it though? That's I that's part two for again, me. I don't I I don't find anything mentioned that would. You're uh, so eating a stomach of a pig doesn't gross you out at all. I eat tripe all the time, so yeah. Well, uh, you're both wrong. This is real. Um, so mm-hmm. Ming, you can actually try this if you want. Okay. Well, no. Tickets to Louisiana. <laughs> Number six, red-eye gravy. This southern gravy is made from the leftover fat juices of fried ham, sausage, or bacon. Black coffee is then added to the skillet, and as it sizzles, the skillet is scraped to dissolve the particles that cling to the bottom and sides of the pan. This uh, must have been created by someone who didn't want to waste a single drop of that black liquid gold. It also goes by the names of poor man's gravy, bird-eye gravy, bottom sop, and red ham gravy. It is served with biscuits, ham, and eggs. The official name comes from the blob of grease in the center of the gravy that looks like an eye staring up at you, though there's a rumor that it came from Andrew Jackson after he was served the gravy and noticed his hungover cook's bloodshot eyes. Real I'll, or fake? I'll, uh, I'll have some bottom sop, please. Uh, true. <laughs> okay, Ming, real or fake? Uh, okay, true, yeah. <laughs> Would you try it, Ming? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, well, I don't I don't recall that being part of the question. No, um, this this is I follow up every single one with Ming. <laughs> would you try this disgusting food? Real, whether it's real or fake. I mean, given given the proper context and opportunity, sure, sure why not? <laughs> well, you you may try this because it's real. Number seven, Thomas Turducken. If you take a deboned chicken and stuff it inside of a duck and then take that and stuff it inside the gastric passage of a turkey braise it roast it grill it or barbecue it voila you have a turducken each layer of poultry is stuffed with seasoned breadcrumbs or sausage what do you think real or fake uh yes this is i have heard of this i think the first time was maybe on a sitcom i don't know but yeah i i i'm yeah i've heard of a turducken okay ming Turducken, real or fake? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen it. Have you had it? I have not. Okay, this in fact is real. Do you desire to have this? Um, I'm not terribly. I, for some reason, I, I think there's a variation where there's like tofu in it or something like that. But uh, well, no, uh, I, I mean, I, I've, n- it, I've never it, had it. I've never it, had it's, any it's of it. It's tofu, but I, but I don't, turkey, yeah. uh, duck stuff inside of a tofu chicken, stuff inside of a tofu <laughs> turkey. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Uh, no, but but this is essentially just meat, right? Meat and yeah. breadcrumbs and whatever, yeah. and so yeah. yeah. I, well, but I mean, it's a bird inside of a bird inside of a bird. It's it's almost like a ping pong bar. <laughs> <laughs> if if they would if they would plop out a turducken on stage, that would be something. <laughs> I would not. I would not mind eating it. No. Number eight, the garbage plate. 
Mm. <laughs> this dish was created 50 years ago in Rochester, New York. Supposedly one night, some college students came to the owner of a restaurant and asked to make them a meal with, quote, all the garbage on it. This resulted in a giant plate containing home fries on one half and macaroni salad on the other, topped with hamburger meat covered with melted cheese, a mustard horseradish sauce, and then topped with uh, chili hot sauce served with a side of Italian bread. Real or fake? I'm noticing a pattern. I'm going to say that this is real. What do you think, Ming? Um, sounds real to me, sure. This, in fact, is real. Adaptations in other restaurants replace the hamburger with hot dogs or steak. It Considered doesn't... a late night or, hol- or hangover food. It doesn't sound like it actually went through the garbage, though. Yeah, but, I mean, no one should eat macaroni salad ever, let alone mixing that with uh, all that trash. What exactly is macaroni salad? It's macaroni with mayo and various other things and it's cold yeah i'm not sure about that and it's something that that is is usually brought to picnics and uh, and it's never good oh never had it i like macaroni salad that's good <laughs> <laughs> says the guy who puts bananas on his pizza and make and and actually likes unironically likes uh ice cream burritos okay number nine nutria this dish is yet another Louisiana specialty. It's uh, from New Orleans. It's a large, web-footed, semi-aquatic rodent, also known as a river rat. They are originally from South America, but in the 40s were brought to Louisiana to control the water hyacinth population, and people also started owning them as pets. There are 20 million of these critters roaming around by the 1950s, destroying crops, plants, and property. The state started a big campaign to get people to eat them, uh, this this is a case of propaganda working. Uh, in order to control the population, the meat is served in sandwiches as burgers or cooked in a crock pot with seasoning and veggies. Part of that campaign was also to promote uh, creating clothing out of their fur and it has been branded as righteous fur because, of, of course, killing them is good for the environment. Real or fake? Nutria. I don't, I don't understand the name, but yes, true. This... Imported river rat is, is real. Okay. Uh, Ming. Uh, yeah. And I thought there was like a Seinfeld episode where like George or somebody was selling hats. And oh. were, it turns out they were new. Turns out they were Nutria. Oh, no. I never got that reference. Yeah. No, no. Is it when he buys? He bu- yeah. No. Someone buys a hat that's fake, right? Something, something so like that. He yeah. buys like a several thousand dollar like big furry hat oh and then he loses he leaves it behind because yes. he wants to become be like by men and you know costanza he wants mm-hmm. to leave something behind so that like he just gets she gets so used to him that she likes him and then it disappears so yeah yeah this is this is this is real uh ming would you try a web-footed river rat um, I've eaten frogs, so yeah, why not? So have I, and I'm, and I'm not you, and I've eaten frogs. Do, do, we, do we know how big one of these are? A, a, a river rat? Seems like something we could bing. Not sure how Later. he's dead. Later. It's not right. that you can make a hat out of it, so yeah. Question number 10. <laughs> Jellied moose nose. Jellied moose nose is an Alaskan delicacy. The upper jawbone of a moose is boiled in a pot of water and then chilled in cold water. At this point, all the hairs must be removed. 
It is then boiled again in a pot with onion, garlic, spices, and vinegar until the meat is tender. The nose then sits overnight. The next day, the meat is removed and the broth is boiled again, then poured over the meat in a loaf pan and left to cool until it is jellied. It is eaten as a snack in chilled slices. I don't Thomas, want is this, this real or fake? I don't want this to be true. I'm going to say no. Fake. Okay. Ming? Um, I guess he would know. <laughs> being no, around, I'm, I'm, being I'm, around I'm, moose. <laughs> being an Alaskan. Being a native Alaskan, he knows. I, well, no, I, I mean, mean I, I, I'm sure it's true since all of the other ones have been, but I don't want this to be true. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I've... I've eaten a lot of things in life, so sure, why not? <laughs> uh, I don't want this to be true either, but this, along with the rest, are all That's real. Disgusting. They are real, and they are not fantastic. Ming, would you try this? On a dare, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a yeah. I mean, it's not something that I, it's, I would go out of my way to yeah. do. There are things that I wouldn't go out of my way, but... I mean, my palate is pretty strong, and my stomach, uh, as has proven, uh, is uh, is pretty good. So yeah. Well, so the, the the other day I saw, you know how when you scroll through Facebook or Instagram or whatever, uh, uh, there's a lot a lot of people share recipes, and sure. they're they're like videos of them making the thing. And I saw someone share this cold hot dog pie recipe, where they pureed a bunch of hot dogs, <laughs> and then mixed in gelatin. And then got a bunch of other hot dogs and like cut them up and arrayed them around the outside. So the, the middle of the pie was gelatin with pureed hot dogs with uh, <laughs> hot dogs around the outside and then ketchup and mustard sp- sprinkled on top. Uh, and at the end, they say, you know, it was, it, was a, um, it was an April Fool's. But the whole time I was watching this, I was, I was fixated. I couldn't, I, it was like a car crash. I couldn't look away at this horrifying stomach-churning creation uh, that was served cold. In fact, like many things like this jellied moose nose, they're like, this <laughs> just sounds but, terrible. But, but the thing is that like a lot of these things, I'm sure, like they said that you, they served uh, the moose nose as a snack or something. You don't actually have to, watch the process of making it. So maybe if it was just like offered and they were like, try it, have a piece, maybe you would. That's true. I am fairly adventurous. Um, I mean, there are some foods that I just wouldn't try. Like I am not going to eat a Rocky Mountain Oyster. Like the thought of eating an animal's testicle, like that just, that's too much for me. Which animal's testicle? uh, Ming, what is it? Is it? Is it a bull? Oysters? I thought it's yeah, bull. It's a bull oh. oyster or a bull testicle. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, st- there's stuff yeah, that you would bull. do on a dare. Like I said, there's stuff that you. I would wouldn't do, do that on a dare. I'm not eating a testicle. That, but isn't, like, that isn't going to Ming, cause you, you pain, but Ming, maybe. Have you ever had a? Do you know what a stink fruit is? It's it's Southeast Asian of some sort. Do you know where that's from? Uh, I don't. I've never. I've I've not heard of. Oh, okay. Of that, ah, there's there's a more accurate. Uh, okay. Stink fruit is like a slang for it. Let me bing that right now. All right. Now let me look it up too. I may I may know it. In the, Dur- in- durian fruit. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, because like it literally it just smells rotten. But but okay. um, it's it's a delicacy in, in the places where they eat it. Like they they love it. But I don't know that I would try it. Like uh, apparently it smells so bad that I, I think that, that would turn me off. But but I remember being in France when I was like. 15 years old 
and uh, trying this sausage that uh, when the French-speaking waiter described to me, they they just kind of were like, it's like a cow's insides, like, like, (laughs) and just the way they described it, it sounded terrible, but I was like, you know what? When in France, eat cow, and um, I tried it, and it was delicious. So, you know, hey. Well, yeah, maybe I, mean, I would there, try some of these things. There, 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 there are a lot of things like that. Um, um, I think uh, um, durian. I'm looking at it. It's not lychee, but it kind of looks like it. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. And I remember when I first went to Taiwan, my my aunts were cooking uh, what they call literally translates as stinky tofu. Uh, you can you can Google Google, on, Google online for it, and you can see what Westerners' reactions to it when they eat it. Uh, and I've never quite. I've never quite adjusted to the smell. I remember the first time I, I smelled it, I was like, I was, they were cooking it and I was, I took it and I was about to throw it in the trash. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, no, that's in. food. <laughs> that's dinner. Like, Are you <laughs> expect me to eat this? Again, palate, palate formation is, is very important. Um, yeah, but other, there's, uh, there's what, one thing that's called bitter melon. Uh, you, can, you can look that up too. Uh, that is so intensely bitter, and supposedly, if you eat it like dozens of times, it eventually it becomes <laughs> becomes sweet in your mouth. But I've never had that experience. Uh, that that is something that probably would would take uh, it would take money to get me to eat that. <laughs> uh, otherwise, otherwise, no, otherwise, no. All the other things that you described are discomforting. They're odd, but they wouldn't actually make me vomit. And so, no. See, that, that's the problem with um, the, the Swedish Sustrumming fermented fish is that it smells so bad. Like, there's also, I think it's either Korean or Japanese. There's like fermented something. The yeah. problem Kim, is that, Kimchi is a big Korean thing, right? Like, and that's yeah, fermented. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah, but kimchi doesn't smell like you need to call 911. <laughs> True. It doesn't smell good, but, but it doesn't, it's not no, something you'd... No. Yeah. No, but like Swedish sustrumming fermented fish is I would eat it if it wasn't for the fact that I think the smell would make me vomit it right back up. Yeah. <laughs> so so I looked up the, the sausage. I, I thought I remember it's andoulette. Um, and oh. uh, it's made out of chitterlings or intestine. So the thing, the chitterlings that I just described is basically what I ate and enjoyed. So oh, there you go. There, uh, there you go. All right. Are we done with food? Can food. I transition us? Go ahead. You, Thomas, uh, you may transition. Transition. Male to female. So last week on the show, Chris mentioned Tosh O. And Tosh Pointo. Tosh Point. Is the point important? I it's think part of that's the how people say it. Yeah, Tosh yeah. Pointo. Not- is, is, it, is the O, is that his last name? No. Tosh is his first. Oh, yeah. Tosh is his. Yes. Tosh is his last name. Daniel Tosh. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so one of our loyal listeners uh, sent me a video and captioned. No, I'm it. not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. If that's what you want, I'm not going to watch it. Why? Why are you not going to watch it? Because I'm blocking you from sharing screen. That's why. <laughs> what? It's great you know, see, podcasting material. You could. You always just put it on a link or something, but yeah. I don't have to click it. Click it. So uh, Jason shared a link in a DM, and I'm like, there's no way I'm clicking that link. Which link did he? Oh, in a DM Why don't you show it to Ming, and then you can get a reaction shot from Ming. S- send him the link. This is good podcasting. How many times do you say you've been here? 
40 times. 40 times. But what, why? I mean, why, what, what brings you to hedonism that many times? The wild women, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. <laughs> then around six, it's time for the sleeping and the snoring. The sleeping and the snoring. Are you really surprised a guy in a Speedo is being creepy? Don't throw out your back, Rick. You need that for the ripping and the tearing. Is, it, is, is, the, movie, is the video still going? Uh, I think it is, yeah. No, it stopped. It, it just moved on to the next one. <laughs> so I guess I'll describe a look of pure horror on Ming's face. Uh, Ming, what's your reaction to this video? Can you describe, um, can you describe the video? Well, you know, uh, just it's, they're interviewing a guy, and he's, I guess he's at some at some resort, and he's uh, uh, describing uh, what he loves about the resort and how why he's been there forty times, and uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's cring it's cringy. It's definitely cringy. You see yeah. a guy who's obviously in his retirement phase, basically acting like a. Like he he, a, he has dyed his hair. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a speedo. Yeah. They, <laughs> They ask yeah. him what he loves about the place, and uh, he says that it's all about the ripping and the tearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then and he then just pre- uh, yeah. Some sort of breakdance? I'm not even sure what he's doing. Breakdance while... A lot of pelvic thrusting, yeah. Well, yeah. I believe that's called twerking. Uh, so I saw a GIF yeah. of this. I didn't yeah. see the whole video. I saw a GIF of him twerking in, in a Speedo where um, we can see something swinging back and forth yeah. underneath that um, <laughs> that speedo yeah anyway Definitely. it's it's terrific i will drop the link on twitter and people should go uh, should go watch it uh, i have a, a second clip that i want transition i have a second clip that this i also wanted this is the best show and tell ever well th- this isn't about the video this is more oh. about the audio are you aware of who sack levine is levine 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 uh, he's a player for the Chicago Bulls, and he's drafted the, by the Timberwolves, though. Flip oh, Saunders, really? may he rest in peace. Uh, drafted him, yeah. Did he ever play for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so recently, Billy Donovan. We uh, traded him for Jimmy Butler, and then Jimmy Butler decided he didn't want to be a Timberwolf, and um, Jimmy Butler can suck it. So this is Zach Levine reacting to the Bulls hiring Billy Donovan. Oh, damn, we got Billy Donovan as our next coach. I swear, just came out. Yeah. Wow. That'll be good. Billy Donovan was the coach for OKC. He used to coach at Florida. Doesn't he sound excited? (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of concentrating on the game. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I think, was it Gordon Hayward who did a gender reveal? uh, And he could not disguise his disgust at finding out that his fourth child was going to be another girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, guys have priorities. (laughs) Yeah, and in this case, it wasn't uh, who his coach is going to be. So now I have to show you the Gordon Hayward here. 
Congratulations to Gordon and Robin Hayward, who are welcoming another baby girl to their family in January. This will be the third Hayward girl, and oh, while the, the family third. seems okay. excited for a new addition, you be the judge on whether or not Gordon was hoping for a boy. Yeah, but the helium machine didn't work. Okay, ready? Say, Daddy, can you help me? Help me. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Whoa. You were right. <laughs> Is Daddy happy? <laughs> Daddy's always happy. Look at the balloon. Say bye. Those are working now. He walks away from the camera and he says, His wife asks him, Is Daddy happy? And he says, Daddy's always happy. <laughs> <laughs> So disappointed. He could. It was like he was being told that the flavor of the day is vanilla. That's about. His, that was his excitement at finding out that he's going to have a third daughter. Excuse me, sir. You need to have a colonoscopy. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> you know, Gordon. Girls can play basketball too. Okay. Should talk to Kobe. Oh, well, we can't. <laughs> Oh boy! No, uh, cut right. that. <laughs> Do you guys think that Ryan is going to show today? No. Okay. Well, I assume he's having much more fun elsewhere. So you know, you you know, oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. He, he made the baby a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, his, his work is done. Yeah. I I just didn't know if you knew how this worked, Thomas. But. <laughs> Today is probably, he's not having that much fun, I don't think. Ted Lasso is Apple TV's new show. It stars Jason Sudeikis. Is that how mm-hmm. you say his last name? Yep. Sudeikis? Yes. Uh, known from uh, Saturday Night Live, I think was his first big thing. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. where he, yes. he broke through after doing the stand-up comedy circuit, uh, Second City, garbage like that. Uh, since then, he's also been in a few movies like Horror Bosses 1 and 2, Hall Pass, Where the Millers, Mother's Day. He's done a few uh, voice acting gigs, stuff like that. But this is truly his own show, essentially. He's the star of the show. The others are almost nobodies. The, the assistant. Uh, the assistant must be a friend of his, because um, I think they've done things together in the past. Yeah, and I have seen him in something, but I don't remember what. Uh, but uh, the, the owner of the team uh, is played by Hannah Waddingham, uh, who plays the owner, Rebecca. Do you know what she's been in? You have... Midsummer Murders? No, you have both seen her in this show, and you liked her. Downton show. Abbey? No. Oh. Game of Thrones. Hmm. Who's she? She is Septa Unella, the woman who goes around saying shame. Oh, really? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's her. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen her in I think on a red carpet, and yeah, yeah, that is that is her. Yeah, yeah I mean, now that no. you say it, I can't not see it. Yeah, I was I was looking up the actors, actresses, and I was like, don't know them, don't know them, don't Game of Thrones. Who was she? And like, I mean, it's not 
crazy because she's wearing the right like nun a nun outfit habit or almost, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ming, tell us what Ted Lasso is about. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this one, but okay. Um, Ted Lasso is uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, reprising a role. That I guess that he I I I'd never seen the original shorts, but apparently he, when NBC got uh, pre, uh, the rights to broadcast Premier League in the U.S., he would create uh, Ted, these Ted Lasso shorts, and and uh, they've taken that. Uh, I, I have of, of an American coach. American yeah, football coach American in football England coach in England, yeah, just uh, coaching soccer or at least yeah. commenting on soccer, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it, I think the story in the commercial is that he coached like Tottenham Hotspurs for what half a day or something? No, <laughs> six days maybe. I don't know. It's it's an amazingly short period of time that he's actually a coach for the Spurs, which is so amazing that a, a commercial made for a good show. Yeah, like, I mean, I I don't know if you remember, Ming, do you remember when Geico uh you know went from the caveman ads and there was a caveman sitcom? I'd heard something about that, but I've never actually that, seen the that sitcom. That was so, terrible yeah. and uh I mean it's not often that, that a that you can turn a uh, a commercial into a show. I mean, yeah, low I, from for progressive, you know, you know, can you imagine sitting in a pitch meeting <laughs> for that? <laughs> Both Chris and I have seen the commercials, although I only saw it a couple of weeks ago when Ryan linked it. There isn't really a whole lot there no. to make a sitcom out of. And the character... And they totally rejiggered the character. Like, yeah. he was just kind of a dumb American where, where uh, Ted uh, Ming, Ted Lasso is not just a dumb American. No, he's not. He's got layers. Uh, he's got a backstory. He's got uh, yeah, character and skills. And um, you, you see how... well. Anyways, you see, you see how he see how he adds to the uh, to it. It's 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 a funny show. I, I think I, I wrote about it a little bit and nothing major, but yeah, just just my thoughts. Is that I think it was Rob Long who said that comedies these days aren't really comedies for the most part. In that they're not sort of laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, I everybody everybody tells me how much they love a show like Veep. I just, I just, I look at it and I can't, I, I never can laugh. Barry, the, the, the same way. Uh, it's, it's intended to Barry, be. Barry, the state. HBO show. Yeah, with, Barry, the um, HBO show. Uh, with another Barry, SNL alum. What's his name? Uh, um, I, am I don't know why it's not coming to me. Um, Hang on. Always reminds, me, always reminds me of some other guy. Um, is, uh, Barry, is it Bill Hader? I think it's Bill Hader. Bill, right? Bill, it's Bill yeah. Hader. Yeah, it's is Bill Barry Hader. the one with the dog or the guy in a dog costume? No, that that's no. Wilfred. <laughs> Oh what? yeah, Barry, Barry is the ex-marine who becomes a an assassin, joins an acting class to uh, sort of. I want to say that that's balance. fairly popular in the SSEU. I want to say most people like yeah. Barry. I, I I think they do. I, I think it. But but but, but Barry and Beat just don't do it for you. I think it's generational. I mean, I grew I grew up on comedies that were intended to sort of gain as many laughs as as possible, and it's sort of uh, outrageous. It tends to be seen as punching down these days, so it uh, it's it's kind of uh, frowned upon. But I've never I've never understood the appeal. I, it's more than just not liking them. It's just I don't understand what what the appeal is. If there is an appeal, it seems to be that they're more like dramas than anything else. And, okay, and so what is it about Ted Lasso that works? I think it's, it, it, I understand why, why you guys are so fixated on likable characters. Um, because I think the, for these types of shows to work, you have to like the character, or you have to like at least what they're what they're portraying and and who they and who they are. And and Sudeikis is just. Well, but you don't you don't need likable characters likable. to laugh though. No, you, you know, don't. You don't. You know, but then Veep, then Veep, everybody's horrible, right? 
and which is why, which is which is why I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so so you're saying more for yourself that that Ted Lasso yeah, yeah. works for you because there's yeah. a likable character. Okay, uh, and I then I, I get I get that I get that point now is that because it's because he's likable because all the characters around him are likable or uh, relatable to a certain extent. I I I, appre- I appreciate it, and so when what this form allows it to do is that when it gets to that point where there is a dramatic moment, there is a personal crisis uh, with regard to relationships or with regard to his jobs or with regard to anything, you tend to identify with him more and go with and go with him. You and, care about the whole arc of the show, right? It's absolutely. Not just, it's, just, absolutely. it's not just the laughs along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so it grows and I have not seen the commercial, so I didn't know what it originally was about, but he's given a more fuller life than just simply a, a sitcom star. And it allows for the story to develop. And so that he is a different character by the, by the near the end of the season than, than he is at the beginning. And there are certainly the relationships with the uh, other characters are uh, evolve as well. In the commercials, he is play- so so the premise is still the same. You have an American that takes over a soccer team, but in the commercial, like Chris mentioned, he is this sort of bumbling American idiot who doesn't actually know anything about the sport, ask stupid questions, make a fool of himself when being interviewed by the, uh, the sports anchor or whatever it is. Like, he, he's an idiot. He's an unlikable dumbass. In the show, he recognizes that he doesn't know all that much about the sport, but he is trying to learn. He is amazing, and we'll talk more about this, at man management of his players, yeah, yeah. And like managing a locker room and stuff like that. You can't help but root for him in mm-hmm. anything that he does. Just for a brief spoiler-free discussion before we hop into spoilers, I... I think uh, I think we can spoil the basic premise from the first episode uh, without calling it spoilers. Is that the whole idea is preposterous on us on its face? So we find out right away that the owner of of the team is coming off a divorce, and she somehow got the team in the divorce, which was her ex husband, who is a jerk. Um, it was his baby, and she hired this American to kill the team. Like she was like, this guy's going to come in and it's going to be terrible. And my husband, my ex-husband is going to hate it so much. Like I want this team to be relegated and I'm going to take this thing that was precious to him and make it awful. And here comes Ted Lasso, who like, like Thomas said, he doesn't know soccer, but he knows people. And so he's fresh off of winning like the FCS national championship. For Wichita, Wichita State. State. Yeah, which is, yeah. The shockers. Go shockers. Um, and uh, he doesn't know much about soccer, but the assistant that he brings with him, he's kind of the nuts and bolts X's and O's guy and who has de- just developed a, a, a decent grasp of the strategy. And now we got Crystal Powell's coming here on Saturday. Anything we need to know, coach? A lot of speed on the outside. Okay. Anything else? A lot of speed. Between his, like, knowing people uh, and, and his just gentleness like the first thing he does is he treats the what what, what is that guy he's like the laundry the, guy the, the kid the, man the kid the, man. the kid yeah. man he treats him like a human and no one's ever done that before and that's just who ted lasso is is that no one is is too insignificant for him to 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 be gentle with and to treat them like someone made in the image of god and and so his just humanity in that is, is a powerful thing right away that that uh, many people recognize even as the team the team is rightly skeptical like like how is this guy going to going to coach us and as you see him um and and i guess that's the extent of the spoiler free discussion cuz like <laughs> uh, i love in episode 3 where uh, he's, he buys books for each of the people and he buys like the aging star, um, A Wrinkle in Time. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Roy. This, this agent Roy Cantu, I love. He's my favorite character. Uh, uh, Keely is as a close second. Uh, Roy. Is, so this aging star is reading to his niece, and he curses, and and he realizes that like, uh, the, you know, the reason Ted Lasso bought it for him was because like a little girl finds out that she has to be the leader, and he's like, crap, that has to be me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who has to be the leader. It has to be me. And that's just an awesome guys. Wasn't that a great moment? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was. And, and and it's like the the entire arc in the first six or so episodes of him trying to match. So you have the old guy Roy, who is the old aging star who's been around forever, who, who's won one uh, championships or whatever they champion, win yeah. over there. Yeah, but that's uh, and it, years ago. And so he's a little bit under decline. But then you have the young new superstar Jamie, who is dating this Keely character that uh, Chris also likes, and he is like this—I I don't know—disorderly, mischievous. He—he uh, he mostly just wants to make money and look good, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Cocky, the first cocky episode, young star. he's talking about like waxing his chest, you know, because he's got a photo <laughs> shoot, and yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's a jerk. He hates his—he's a jerk to his teammates. Yeah. Right, and and uh, he's a jerk to his teammates, and he has like his crew that's jerks to other people, like the Kitman uh, and others in the team. Ted Lasso has to try to manage that, and he does it like it's so like well done in the show. He doesn't yell at him, he doesn't tell him what to do. Roy has to figure that out for himself, and then with the book and sort of the aha moment, <laughs> and uh, like it, it's all so well made. I really like that arc, and we talk and with. They- Sorry. No, no, they, they foreshadow it too when he's, and I think Lasso is talking to his assistant and he points to Roy as he, as he, Roy comes in and says, won't you do these things? Won't you, won't you uh, stop the harassment of the kid man? Won't you, uh, won't you manage the team? And he's like, no, no, this, you've got to figure this out for himself. And he looks at his assistant and says, that, that man's heart is the key to the team. Um, because uh, if it comes from the coach, it's what nobody's going to listen to him. But if it comes from him, the, the team's going to gel and, and come together. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a really insightful moment and an insightful arc that, uh, that's subtly there, but it plays, it plays through. I think around that time is also when I said, yeah, I really, I really understand why people like this show. The first couple of episodes of the show is a little heavy on the fish out of water American mm-hmm. in Britain doing soccer. Sure. Uh, so he, do- he doesn't really understand how anything works. They make fun of the language, like what's a boot? Everyone is calling him a wanker, which, which goes on <laughs> throughout the first season. Uh, but they, they go fairly heavy on that in the first couple of episodes, maybe first three, but they sort of start to face it out a little bit as they go, sure. go on. And I think they do that really because it's mm-hmm. really funny in the beginning. Like it's re- yeah. And so, so, I, so I disagree a little bit with Ming. I think this is a laugh out loud show. I laughed so many times. Watch, I binge watched it in, I think, a day. I just watched the first six episodes <laughs> and I was laughing like crazy. I thought it was really funny. Did Ming say it wasn't laugh out loud? Um, I thought he was saying that about other shows. Didn't you say yeah. this one did make you laugh? It doesn't make me laugh. Okay. There have been other comedies that okay. I've seen that just make you guffaw and just sort of roll roll on the floor. Okay, uh, this, yeah, I don't this, roll on the floor with this one, but like there are some lines, yeah. you know, like what, what motivates Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's not laugh out, it's not rolling on the floor, but it's like like you do guffaw, like, <laughs> like that's a good. You, joke. you do you do you do chuckle and you, and you do and you admire it for its its insightfulness, its brilliance, and it enter it. It, it definitely entertains it definitely entertains and that's and that's what i enjoy that's what i enjoy about it but i'm i'm used to a more rougher a rougher time of a type of comedy to, to cause me to laugh okay yeah yeah lot, but yeah but he, i mean the character of, of ted lasso is so winsome that like yeah. everybody's rooting for him you can't help but not so he, even though like it's set up against him where the owner just wants to bring him in just to ruin the team uh you're just like no change your mind change your mind and she's you know you see her slowly kind of overcome by his his generosity by just the, the person that he is that like that it's impossible for her to hate him ming i think it was you who described this as one of the best shows for 2020 to lift someone's spirits mm. are, are, mm. are those your words i think i said that i said this, it uh, the show that we 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 need at this time but that's it's it, they're not i mean i wrote them but i i'm drawing from comments <laughs> uh, th- those are comments that people around, uh, that um that i picked up and i just simply agree with i agree with the sentiment so you said you point out that i like keely are you saying you don't uh, she, she's funny uh, okay. attractive yeah I, she I think has... she's a very funny character what do you think ming um i think i yeah i'm on record saying that uh, among the supporting cast i think she's she's my favorite uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, I have a different favorite. Uh, I'm currently blanking on his name, but the the Mexican uh, player <laughs> that they bring in. Football is oh. life. Football is life. Football is life. <laughs> he, yeah. I he, want to bring joy. <laughs> he, he just runs out on the field, and the only thing he's saying is he's repeating his own name and shouting, "Football is life!" And it's yeah, he's such a happy character. He's yeah. great. He comes a little bit later, but yeah, yeah, he's great. I haven't seen today's episode yet, but um, I'm excited. I, I hope we get more of him. He's great. Ming, have you seen anything else on, on Apple Plus TV? Well, what is this service called? Apple Plus TV? Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Apple TV well, I Plus. Think, I think Greyhounds, uh, Grey, uh, Greyhounds is on there, right? Yes, yep. yep. Which is uh, great. So, Greyhound is great. Which, this is which great. I, which I enjoyed. Um, I, Mythic Quest is, is very funny of what I've seen of it. Um, sure. Have you seen anything else? I know they have other content. I just... I think there was like a newsroom show, I think with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, and, and Steve uh, Carell, maybe? Steve Carell, yeah. I've seen a couple episodes of that. How was uh, that? Dull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that everything they touch is gold. Um, it's, it's not. It's happened not to have everything. a few hits yeah. early on. Okay. Yeah, well, you've got Apple money, so <laughs> you're, going, you're going to strike gold somewhere. I think maybe 10 episodes this season. It's already been renewed. I hope we get a lot of Ted Lasso. I think uh, the setting is pretty crucial to making it great. Um, it, there's something exotic about England to me, an American, something exotic and odd. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just, so the, the fish out of water stuff, uh, although it goes, they don't lean on that as much as it goes on. Just the fact that they're in this silly country with small cars and just, just the bizarre uh, cultural differences, I think make it a perfect setting, uh, you know, where if this were, I don't know, like Ted Lasso coaching uh, an MLS team, it, it would not be the same. No, I, I don't. I don't think. I definitely don't think that. For example, for me, who is a big soccer fan, I don't think it would have the same appeal at all. No. Okay. Uh, any, any, anything else uh, about Ted Lasso? I really think that people should just watch it. Like it's yeah, a re- yeah. the, the episodes are thirty minutes long. They go by really fast. You you yeah. can binge five of them in a day, yeah. and it won't feel like two and a half hours. And everyone who watches it likes it. I mean, it like. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it's, I don't know, like, it's in the high 
mid to high nineties in, in both. Um, and it's, it's one of those crazy shows that the critics love, but also, uh, I, I don't know anyone who's watched it and doesn't like it. Right. Uh, I figured that something else that we would do uh, here right now is that we would maybe recommend some shows that we've seen recently. I'm going to start by picking Ted Lasso and recommend it to everyone. Is that cheating? It's a little bit cheating. Uh, <laughs> it's a but little bit. The second one is the most recent show that I've been binge watching, which is a Swedish-Danish co-production. So if Americans want to watch it, you will have to use subtitles. Brun or The Bridge. Thank you, Ryan. How many bridges, though? One. Just one? One, one bridge. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's interesting I mean, to me. The, the, the name is D-Bridge. Not 21 <laughs> bridges, not seven, D-Bridge. Uh, Sounds kind of lame, if you ask me. But if, if, you are into, if you're into crime shows, uh, if you want crime shows that have a really fast tempo, this is a terrific show. I think there are 10 episodes in the first season. Uh, they are all an hour long each. I watched them, I think in two days. I think it took me two days to get through them all. It's really good. It's really intense. Uh, there are two main characters, a Swedish cop, uh, Saga Norén, and a Danish cop. The Swedish cop, uh, it's fairly obvious immediately that uh, she is somewhere on the autism spectrum. Like she probably has Asperger's. Uh, My wife and- would like the show. Her character is the best one in the show, I think. Uh, the the Danish cop is also like, tremendous to follow throughout the first season. And uh, how like, it, it creates a few funny moments, but you also get, I think it's a very realistic look in how someone with autism, someone with Asperger's actually functions in the, like she is high functioning, obviously, mm-hmm. because she is a, I don't know what that is, in detective or something like that. It starts with a murder, on the bridge between Malmö and Copenhagen, in, directly on the border, where a woman has been cut in half and placed right on the border, and it just takes off from there. It's amazing. Question. Is this the an co- old show? Uh, f- yes. Like, are, are we allowed to root for cops in TV shows anymore? I mean... Well, it's in Sweden. It's in Sweden, so... Where is this streaming? Where can we find this? It, it is either on Netflix or Hulu for you guys. Well, that's helpful for listeners, you know, for you to... Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's available somewhere. No, well, it's I, I know you do the work. I know that Hulu had the exclusive to the new seasons of it when they were. How do you US. spell it? The bridge. <laughs> I, I, is is there was there, there, was, there a, was there an American version made of this or? Uh, I don't. I, they added twenty bridges and then made it into a movie. <laughs> so 20, <laughs> bridges. Yeah, I don't think so, but yeah, no. They're like, we need to I, punch up the script. Just one I'll, bridge. I'll, I'll, no. I'll look. I'll look it up later. But I thought I read something. But yeah, they they, they might have done something with it. But yeah, but I, I, yeah, this isn't the first time I've heard of it. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's terrific. I love it. That's my recommendation. Over to you guys. Boy, you're kind of putting us on the spot. I I don't have anything. Uh, Ted Lasso. Watch Ted Lasso. Ming, think, what do you have? What, well, for the last, hmm, I guess four seasons, four years, maybe four or five years, um, I've been following a show. Jonah Goldberg actually raves about it, as does um, David French. Uh, it's called uh, The Last Kingdom. Um, it's, I'm not it's, sure. I'm not sure how I feel about David French endorsing something, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonah Goldberg. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's a Trekkie. I'm not. Anyway, yeah, go on. Last well, Kingdom. As, as am I. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's an historical drama um, set. Uh, if you've ever seen the series Vikings. Uh, the mm-hmm. idea of the um, of, of of the Vikings uh, sort of 
rampaging across Europe and in particular invading England. Uh, this takes that same story, but from the British side or the, Engli or the English side. And uh, the idea of all the kingdoms, all the seven kingdoms of England falling except for one of Wessex. Uh, and then uh, a, a one, one man, uh, Uhtred, uh, Uhtred uh, of Bebenberg, later to become Uhtred Ragnarsson, uh, rising, uh, being, uh, being the heir of one of the northern kingdoms or one of the northern um, districts, having his father killed and being raised by a Viking warlord, learning those skills and that flipping back and forth between being a Viking or being uh, or being an Englishman. It's an interesting story. It's based on a set of books by uh, Bernard Cornwall. Uh, and um, for someone like who him. loves his... Oh, I think he did like Sharp's... No, uh, no I, say, I said I like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, never read the Sharp stuff. I know that's his big, long series, but yeah. I've read other stuff he's done. He's very good. He's, yeah, he's, he's, very good. he's a historic... Historical fiction guy. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's historical fiction. The, the 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 major characters in there are real, and it's just there there are some poignant sort of emotional moments, which I think you when you if you enjoy dramas that that are that are there. There there are moments where uh, King uh, uh, Alfred of Wessex uh, is looking upon Uhtred uh, and saying, um, after after three years of sort of long battles in which they've flipped sides and been bo both and against each other and uh, supporting one another. Uh, he looks at him and says, "You know, I I die a king. I die a king today because uh, because I of the sh I, I rested on your shoulders." Uh, the history books won't say it, but but this is so. There's a certain poignancy that of those moments uh, throughout it that just sort of hit, and uh, the and the idea of sort of history and stories as being something where old characters come to life because you because it's being laid out in front of you and just sort of it's reality and it's it's uh, even even with its um, sort of dirtiness of it and uh it's poignant and uh i, I find i find it enjoyable um it's one that i suspect that uh, based on uh, the reactions of others who have seen it uh, probably not a lot of people will but if you're into sort of historical fiction it's it's really it's really nice I've had this recommended to me before, and I still haven't watched it. And I feel I think like I was. I, I think I was the one who told you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Will also make me a little bit sad because we know that in real history, the good guys eventually <laughs> lost. And so uh, I guess that's one downside. We are going to move over to off. No, okay, okay. No? I, I, I want to really quickly clarify. So I, I made it kind of a comment that out of context might seem weird when I was like, oh, my wife would like that. I, I think Meg likes... Uh, <laughs> She really liked the show The Good Doctor, where uh, it's, it's a show about this doctor who's good. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, it, it's a show about a doctor who's autistic. And so, like, a big – so he's a genius, but he really struggles in relating to people. And there's something about that that she just really connected with. And, and of course, she liked House as well. And he, so he's not autistic, but, like, uh, just the – he had his demons that he was kind of battling. And so I, it sounds yeah. interesting. You sort of see her – I don't know if grow is the right word, but throughout the first season... Kind of learn how to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the Danish, the Danish, Danish cop is trying to teach her a few things or give her a few pointers, like, you know that you can say thank you, right? Like, like <laughs> things like that. Just like basic things like that. No, it's, it's really good. I, I, was, I was going to offer something else as well. The, the, the Last Kingdom is kind of my favorite, my favorite one personally, but I understand why why it's limited to other people. I think the one that that surprised me. I've, I've been doing a lot of um, Zoom uh, Zoom meetups, uh, and uh, the the one that that surpri has surprised me with the number of people that have stuck with it and uh, have joined me from the beginning for all six where to do all six seasons of Downton Abbey, uh, wherein wherein you had like four of us together. 
uh, had never had never uh, I had seen it before, but the other the others had not. And then slowly watching them as you know, I hate that character. I hate that character. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, no, it's it's just I love I love the show. I love everyone. I even love Thomas. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's. It, well, it's a show it's, it's, that, that, that is like it's an amazing show. Yeah, that has oh, gr- tremendous grace that the viewer comes around on Thomas. Like Thomas doesn't mm-hmm. get he doesn't really get his comeuppance. Instead, he ends up spoiler alert. He ends up being you know being yeah. the, the replacement butler for the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, 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 and it's it's near the end. It gets really fan servicey and sentimental. You're so in love with the family yeah. that you don't care. And so the movies, uh, the, or the movie, the singular movie that I, I think there's a sequel coming out is. Is, is it really? As, yeah, I think I think it's it's in the works. Uh, it's equally fan servicey. It's basically a repeat of one of the Christmas specials, but you don't care. You uh, you <laughs> want like you want la- it's so great. It's one last gasp of yeah. of uh, you know of this house. Uh, yeah. at- Times are changing. Offering hospitality to the to the yeah, queen. It's it's That's yeah. Great. It's it's sentimental without. It's sentimental, uh, but without also providing you with growth and development. The mm-hmm. the characters are different. Uh, are uh, you from the beginning season to the end season to the movies? The, the characters are different. And then yeah. But it's it, also amazing to look at. Yeah, the, the, there's there's two moments I, I remember is just when Tom Branson leaves and he, it's his and it's his last moment. And you can see Lord Grantham come up and say, "Can you leave Sibby here until you're ready?" And Tom says, "No." And but then he says, when when Lord Grantham looks hurt, really hurt, uh, he says, "But I love the way you love her." Mm-hmm. And and it was and that moment there. It, it uh, when I took a uh, a popular culture class at uh, in, in at my church, and they were throwing uh, reading various books. Um, uh, All God's Children, Blue Suede Shoes. Um, what's the, what's the one? Uh, Neil Post, uh, Postman's uh, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death and various things. And what they mentioned was that what we seek in entertainment, in in many ways, is is genuineness, is authenticity. And at that moment, it's it's fake. It, it's actors, but you feel it being authentic and mm-hmm. it's just there the, 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 real quick there, there was there's another one at, at the very end i think it might even be the last episode where um where mary has uh destroyed her sister's life by telling by telling her fiance about about her illegitimate child uh and and yet on when mary gets <laughs> when mary gets married um they're they're together and and edith gives one of the most beautiful statements about siblinghood and say there come there will come a day when it is only you and i who will remain who will remember mother father who will never remember carson who will remember everything around and in those moments then all the hostilities all the anger just sort of disappear and and all the all that remains is love and it's just oh my god that's I forgive you of all your cringiness i forgive you of everything i love this show I love you all. Uh, I always will. It's there you a powerful go. teaching on and depiction of forgiveness. Yes, yes, it is. A grace, uh, love. Um, it's Corinthians right there. So. Yeah, yeah. This, Thomas, you had questions about Christianity, huh? Well, I feel like <laughs> do, I feel like we probably answered them. We 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 uh, our, our gift to you, Thomas. <laughs> this got like uh, like this... like Tom like Thomas the Butler. You are redeemed now. <laughs> This, uh, this got this got way too deep, and this is not that kind of podcast. Good night and good luck, everyone. We'll see you next week.
we're moving to uh, Afterglow over here. And if you have not subscribed to our Patreon, join us for Afterglow and other uh, wonderful extras that we throw your way to say thank you for uh, for helping to support the podcast. So uh, join us on, on patreon.com slash SSEU pod. Light a candle, keep it burning, don't blow it out. <laughs>